0: Welcome into this week's edition of the Stone's Throw Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. Got a few things to get to on uh, today's show, but the best news is uh, we are 10 days away from the start of the college football season, Uh, also just a few weeks away from the start of the NFL season as well. So pretty soon, real football will be back on TV and we'll be uh, able to talk about uh, actual games that are going on rather than uh, stuff off the field, which is what I prefer to talk about. But we're kind of in this uh, dead summer period, so there's not but so much uh, to, uh, to talk about. On today's show, though, we will talk a lot of NFL. We'll talk about uh, Dak Prescott and his uh, evident contract demands. Uh, also, we'll talk about some of the rookie NFL quarterbacks and when they should play this season. And sticking with the NFL, we'll talk about Jay-Z and Rock Nation's uh, new deal with the, uh, with the NFL. I'll also switch gears to uh, the college football for the last topic and talk about Clemson and former quarterback uh, Kelly Bryant and whether they should have given uh, Kelly Bryant a ring or not. But starting out with uh, Dak Prescott, uh, he reportedly turned down $30 million a year from the Dallas Cowboys and is seeking something upwards of $40 million a season. Um, look, I, I understand why Dak prescott's doing this is the same thing that most quarterbacks do when it's their time to get paid they want to become the highest paid in the league but let's not kid ourselves Dak prescott is a middle tier nfl quarterback he doesn't do anything special he doesn't turn the ball over he doesn't lose you games but he doesn't necessarily go out and do anything spectacular to win you games either so the question becomes What is Dak Prescott actually worth in terms of how much he should be paid? Well, it's a that's a convoluted, complicated question because the tier or or the the money mark goes up, you know, each season. Essentially, when it comes to quarterbacks, Um, and there's also quarterbacks out there that are significantly better, like Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, that are all going to make less money than. Than uh then Dak Prescott because of well their age when it comes to Tom Brady and Drew Brees also uh those guys just being generous in terms of the contracts uh that they've uh, they've signed in terms of uh, helping out their teams uh and when it comes to when you bring up uh, Andrew Luck it has to do with the timing of his uh, his contract uh, but when you look at some of these other guys. The the five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL right now are Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Those guys all make thirty million dollars a year plus. Matt Ryan the baseline of that at thirty million. Wentz is at thirty two. Aaron Rodgers 33 and a half. Ben Roethlisberger thirty four, and then Russell Wilson thirty five. Dak Prescott's not as good as any of those guys. He shouldn't make as much as any of those guys. Doesn't do as much for his team as any of those guys does. Um, When it gets after those five is when it gets interesting, though. Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo are the next two. Garoppolo at 27.5, Kirk Cousins at 28. It's hard to really say whether Jimmy Garoppolo deserves that 27.5 because we're coming off a year where he was injured, and we haven't seen that much of him, quite frankly. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you can make the case, Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott, Kind of the same quarterback, really. Uh, Dak may be a little more mobile, but they don't do anything flashy. They don't do anything overly special. And, you know, you can make the case that Dak is a younger Kirk Cousins or a younger Alex Smith. Alex Smith makes $23.5 million a season. So when you look at it, you know that the $30 million from the Cowboys was a pretty generous offer. I think most people probably thought Dak was going to get somewhere in the twenty-five million dollar range. Uh, now that he's at asked for forty, you know you have to think Dak Prescott doesn't actually believe he's going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. From whatever everything I've noticed about Dak Prescott is, he's a pretty smart guy, but he's trying to play the market. He's trying to get a little more. I think he, what he really wants probably is to get into that top five and maybe get something a little above Eagles quarterback. Carson Wentz and maybe he will but then here's what the Cowboys have to consider and I heard Jerry Jones say something about this I believe yesterday they have to be able to afford to pay all three of these these young guys that they want to keep that's Dak that's Amari Cooper and that's Ezekiel Elliott they have to be able to afford all three of those guys so they need Dak to be somewhat on a team friendly deal where they can afford to pay Amari Cooper and they can afford to pay Ezekiel Elliott as well. And Ezekiel Elliott's going to want something around $15, million or 15 and or $15.5 million, or something like that. And the Cowboys are going to have to cave to Ezekiel Elliott. It, at some point, it's going to happen because the guys they have on their roster, uh, no matter what Jerry Jones says, he doesn't actually believe those guys can fill the void left by Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so he, he's going to have to pay cave to Ezekiel Elliott. The, the question then becomes... You know, do you sign Dak to a $40 million deal, which I don't see happening, or do you try to negotiate him down to around $30 million? You know, Dak signing a $30 million deal, it, is he worth that necessarily? When you look at what other quarterbacks are making, no, but you have to keep in mind, like I said, the value in the dollar amount goes up each season when it comes to quarterbacks. It's not like running backs where the market kind of resets and starts over it doesn't do that at all with quarterbacks because quarterbacks the most important position in the NFL so that market just continues to go up it continues to trend upward so when it comes to the Cowboys uh, I think they're probably going to end up having to pay Dak around 30 to 32 million dollars a season to get an extension done um is he necessarily worth that no but in terms of when you look at the other quarterbacks that are out there and what they're being paid, it's kind of what the market dictates. Now, the Cowboys should absolutely not cave and give him anything more than $32 million a season. He does not deserve Aaron Rodgers' money. He does not deserve Ben Roethlisberger money. He does not deserve Russell Wilson money by any means. So they should stand pat on that. Thirty-two should be the absolute cap of what they are willing to pay Dak Prescott, and that should only be... After extended, extended negotiations, they should still try to get him to sign a $30 million contract because, honestly, he's not really worth uh, more than that in terms of what we've seen from him at this point in his career. Now, if Dak wants to take a, a gamble on himself, sign a shorter deal, see what he can do over the next few years, and then try to sign a bigger deal, that's up to Dak Prescott. But it'll be interesting to, uh, to see uh, if he does maybe take that chance. I kind of doubt it. Uh, but like I said, the big thing for the Cowboys is trying to be able to sign all three of those, uh, of those young studs. That's what's going to be most important for the Dallas Cowboys this offseason, maybe even going into, uh, to next offseason as well. Uh, st- sticking with, uh, with quarterbacks, these guys won't get their paydays for a few, <laughs> for a few seasons. So these teams don't have to necessarily, uh, worry about that. But you have three, uh, prominent rookie quarterbacks uh, coming into this NFL season and, and you always get to that at this point in the, season, the season's always kind of when you start talking about when should these guys play for Kyler Murray it's a no-brainer Kyler Murray is going to start week one for the Arizona Cardinals they really don't have another option um, they went and got a head coach kind of tailored to what Ke- Kyler Murray wants to do so Kyler Murray is going to start from week one um, I don't think there's any question about that. I don't think there's any question about that in Arizona. I don't think they're even trying to posture uh, to signify anything else that other than Kyler Murray is going to be the week one starter. The other two situations are a little more interesting. When you get to Dwayne Haskins and uh, and Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins is currently listed as the third team quarterback uh, behind Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Redskins, you know, end up doing in terms of you know how they decide to uh, to go about when to play, uh, when when to uh, like I said when to play, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and I think a big part of that could be their schedule and how that uh, how that plays out. You know how their season kind of unfolds. Because if you start, and I think they're going to start Case Keenum or Colt McCoy, whoever in, ends up winning that, uh, that battle, because they, they have a team that was in playoff contention last season before Alex Smith went down. So I think they're going to try to go out and win games early in the season. But when you start the season with games against the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bears, then the Giants, and the Patriots, you're looking at a 1-4 start at best, if not an 0-5 start when you look at that, that record. Uh, based on who they have playing at the quarterback position. So I, I fully expect that Dwayne Haskins is going to get the call by week six when they go and take on the Miami Dolphins. I, I think, um, that would be a prime time to give him a shot. Uh, you know, you could even make the case. I, I don't think you play him against New England. Definitely, you know, don't think that you play him. Uh, before that game so I I think going into the Dolphins game in week six is when it would make the most sense to play Dwayne Haskins because he has shown in the preseason he has some ability his decision making needs to improve like a lot of rookie quarterbacks but that's one of those things that for a lot of guys I mean Peyton Manning threw a ton of interceptions his first season his rookie season in the NFL for a lot of guys that's something that they need the playing experience To kind of get that out of their system, so I think Dwayne Haskins will end up starting by week six uh, for the New York Giants, or excuse me, for the for the Washington Redskins. The New York Giants is the other interesting uh, quarterback situation with Daniel Jones. How long do they stick with Eli Manning is going to be really interesting to see because the Giants, you know, front office has kind of been unified in saying that they don't want daniel jones to play this season they want him to have a year to develop now how how long will they stick to that if they get off to a horrible start this season i think that's going to be you know really interesting to see because you know there's going to be a ton of pressure at some point if you're off to a horrible start to get to move on to daniel jones and you know early in the season. With Eli at quarterback, the Giants have some winnable games. I mean, they go to Dallas. You don't know what the situation is going to be with, with Zeke there. They host the Bills. They go to Tampa Bay. They play the Redskins. I, I fully expect Eli will be the starter through at least Week Four. Then they get then the schedule gets tough: Vikings, Patriots. Then they play the Cardinals. Then the Lions. I you know I I really don't think the only time we're going to see Daniel Jones this season is would be within the last four weeks. Of the regular season Uh, when the playoff hopes are done when it's maybe indicated that Eli's thinking about hanging it up and that it you know that the Giants are ready to turn the page so I I think Daniel Jones no matter how ready he is and no matter how how he looks this preseason unless Eli just plays absolutely horrible and he is the you know absolute reason that they're losing games before the last four weeks of the season, I just don't think we see Daniel Jones uh, before that this uh, this season. Uh, moving on, and uh, we you know is it, it was interesting news and kind of came out of left field yesterday that the NFL has signed a deal with Jay Z and Rock Nation Sports to consult on the Super Bowl halftime show and future, I guess, performances. For the NFL and also uh, social injustice issues as well. What's interesting to me is that literally about eight months ago, Jay Z was criticizing Travis Scott for agreeing to perform in the Super Bowl halftime show over Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is still not in the NFL. Now, he did win his grievance against the NFL and got paid some money from the NFL. We still don't know exactly how much. The rumor was that it was less than $10 million to him and Eric Reed. So, it's interesting to me that even though there's no Colin Kaepernick still in the NFL, and a big part of his stance was about social social injustice, the Jay-Z signing this deal. It also comes as convenient timing, as Eric Reed pointed out, that it comes on the heels of Dolphins owner Stephen Ross holding a fundraiser for Donald Trump. Now, I, you know, Stephen Ross can do what he wants. That's his money. It's his team. He can do what he wants. I know his, I know his players aren't fans of it. I know a lot of guys in the NFL aren't fans of it. But it is Stephen Ross's money, and he can do what he wants. Uh, My my point to that is I don't have a problem with Stephen Rawls necessarily doing that because it's his money. My my, my point is they throw this in right after that to kind of maybe offset it in the public perception, in the public eye. But it's like everybody has forgotten that Jay-Z was criticizing Travis Scott for being willing to perform in the Super Bowl last season because of Colin Kaepernick. We still don't have any Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, but Jay Z and Rock Nation Sports are signing this deal. And, and now maybe, you know, Jay Z's hope is that he can make things a lot better. And I, you know, I, I understand if that's his hope and that he's just trying to make a positive impact in, uh, in that regard. I get it. I, I fully, you know, understand his, uh, is wanting to do that, but it doesn't have the best look when that's the case. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not on the Tommy, Tommy Loren train where, oh, a former drug dealer. Look, Jay Z was dealing drugs you know, 25 years ago. It's time to let that go, Tommy Loren. <laughs> he, he, he has more than made legal money in this country and a whole lot of it. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that we'll see what ends up coming with this. And Jay-Z has said of Colin Kaepernick when it comes to this that he absolutely brought this conversation alive. We like to think that the way we build uh, the NFL's social awareness program is inspire change platform, that if anything close to that would happen in the future, then Kaepernick would have a platform where he can express himself and maybe it doesn't have to take place on the field so it it seems to me a little bit like jay is kind of taking advantage of this situation but if we're being honest I mean that's what all great businessmen do so uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion about this Jay-Z deal and whether people like what Jay-Z did or how he went about it or not but the reality is the deal is now in place um, and a lot of this is on based on entertainment, and, and quite frankly, we've had a lot of bad halftime shows for the Super Bowl. So, you know, Jay Z I think can certainly do a lot better in terms of picking halftime performances. So that that part of it's at least good. Um, but I do understand why people maybe have an issue uh, with Jay Z and Rock Nation coming to this agreement with the NFL. But the old adage is time heals all wounds. So. I guess that's the case when it comes to, uh, to Jay-Z and, uh, and this, uh, this situation. Uh, moving on to uh, the Calvich football, there has been a lot of discussion over the last week about Kelly Bryant and the University of Clemson and Dabo Sweeney choosing not to give uh, Kelly Bryant a ring for you know, last season and them winning the, uh, the national championship. Um, it's, it's an interesting, uh, discussion because he did play some games for them last season. Um, and I, I get where people are coming from in that regard. And I, I I get the, the adage that it could hurt, it could hurt Clemson in recruiting because some of these kids that are being recruited could perceive this as, oh, well, Kelly Bryant went out and performed for you, and obviously you didn't appreciate his contribution. So when he left, you know, you didn't give him what some people think he was owed. Can I, can I be clear about something? Kelly Bryant is an okay quarterback. He, he's nothing, nothing necessarily special. You know, he, was, he played a big part. In them beating Texas AM last season in a close game, very close game on the road at Texas AM, a game they nearly lost. Um, that's really the only game that Kelly Bryant made a big contribution in for Clemson last season. You know, after that, it went to Trevor Lawrence. Like it was pretty much Trevor Lawrence's job from there. Um, and, you know, this was a loaded Clemson team. Kelly Bryant never had to play a snap for Clemson to win a national championship last season, if we're being completely honest. And Kelly Bryant quit on the team. He lost the job. He stopped coming to practice. Dabo Sweeney even tried to get in contact with him. And he quit on the team. There are ways to do things. And Dabo Sweeney, I guess, believes that you should stick it out. I do Dabo Sweeney had a problem with Kelly Bryant transferring to Missouri in getting another opportunity, I think that's perfectly fine. I think it was the way he went about it—just kind of up and quit on the team. They really, <laughs> he really just kind of stopped showing up. Is at least the way that it came across. You know, Jalen Hurts went through the whole season last year after losing his job to Tua. Sat on the bench, didn't really complain. You knew he wasn't happy after what he had done the season before, but. You know, he sat there, and now he's at Oklahoma. Kelly Bryant could have done the same exact thing, still could have ended up in the same exact position. So, clearly Davo Sweeney is trying to send a message to his program about the way he expects things to be handled within his program. And that's, if you lose your starting job, you stay there and stick out the year and compete. Because the reality is, you know, Trevor Lawrence got hurt at one point last season, and they could have used him. Um, They could have used Kelly Bryant, but Kelly Bryant wasn't there because he had quit on the team. I can understand it does look petty, but I can understand why Dabo Sweeney is a little petty because they needed Kelly Bryant at one point last season after Trevor Lawrence went down, and he wasn't there. He was nowhere to be found. He had quit on the team. Now, will this hurt Dabo Sweeney in recruiting? Maybe so, but I don't think it's going to hurt as much as maybe people think. I think a lot of people realize Trevor Lawrence is a number one potential number one pick in the NFL draft. Kelly Bryant, if he's drafted as a quarterback, is probably in the fifth or sixth round. There's a huge talent gap between those two guys. And most kids that are coming out of high school believe that, and this is why they go to blue blood programs, even though there's other quarterbacks there. They believe in their talent, and they believe if they're good enough, they're going to play. And that's what most blue-blood kids that go to these programs believe. But And Davo Sweeney is trying to set a culture there at Clemson, which is well within his rights to do. And let's keep in mind, Davo Sweeney has made some questionable comments before about paying players. It's never hurt him on the recruiting trail, ever. I don't think kids pay attention to that kind of stuff, especially at this point when players aren't being paid. Um, and the transfer situation is what it is but I think I think you know Dabo Sweeney is sending a message to future players and his current players that this is what my expectation is so I understand why Dabo Sweeney didn't give Kelly Bryant a ring uh and a lot I think a lot of other people understand that as well because if you quit on something you know if you quit a job you're not going to continue to get paid you're not going to get employee of the month you're not gonna get, you know, any future honors that the company gets after you left. That's just not going to happen. If you quit on school, you're not gonna move on to the next grade. You're not gonna graduate. It's just how it works. I mean, that that's life, and I think it's Dabbo Sweeney to an extent trying to teach a life lesson. And also, you know, Kelly Bryant has also said that it didn't it didn't really bother him, that he didn't necessarily expect to get a ring. So, you know, I think we've kind of made maybe a little bit too big of a deal out of this. Uh, than it needed to uh, be made into but such as uh, sports with social media and everything else that comes into it uh, in uh, in today's world that'll do it for this week's edition though of the stone throw podcast make sure you tune back in next week we'll get to talk some college football with games getting ready to take place next saturday so make sure you tune back in next week as always on sports and on the sports carolina monthly facebook page